but Christ gained the victory over death. And um, he usurped back that authority from Satan. And now we have that authority invested in us as believers. Welcome to Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Today, Pastor Scott is joined with daughter Kelly. The message is titled, Our Defeated Foe. Well, from the beginning, men and women were created to be victorious and rule and reign in this life. It began in the Garden of Eden. You go back to the first book in the Bible, the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. And man was given dominion over the earth and to rule over all things. Praise God. Adam and Eve were created in the very image and likeness of God. The Bible says in Psalm 8, they were made just a little lower than God himself. Pretty amazing. But then the devil came in the likeness of a serpent, and he tempted Eve with the forbidden fruit. And uh, God said, you can partake of all the, the beautiful fruit in the garden, uh, except for this one, and um, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the serpent came and tempted Eve, and um, she gave in to the temptation and partook, and then she gave it to her husband, Adam, and he took it willingly, and they both partook together and committed high treason and fell into sin and separation from God. Let's read Genesis 3, 8, 9. This verse 8 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Genesis 3, 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord called to Adam and said, where are you? Yeah, kind of, kind of a sad phrase there, a sad question. God said, where are you, Adam? And Adam said, I was afraid and I hid myself. And so the separation began between God and man when mankind fell into sin. The Bible says as part of the curse, uh, Satan would bruise the heel of the seed of the woman, and the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. Of course, the seed of the woman was who? Jesus. Amen? And Satan bruised the heel through the crucifixion, and Jesus crushed the serpent through his victory over death and his glorious resurrection. Hallelujah. Ever since the temptation in the garden, there's been a struggle for the rulership of planet Earth. It's kind of interesting. Satan had kept mankind in bondage through the fear of death until Christ gained the victory over death. Let's look at Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. Okay. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those through fear of death, through fear of death were all their lives subject to bondage. Yeah, and you know, if you think about it, what did people fear most? They fear most dying and death, right? And Satan used that against people and kept them in bondage. But Christ gained the victory over death. And um, he usurped back that authority from Satan. And now we have that authority invested in us as believers. At this present time, Satan is the God of this world. And remember, Satan took uh, Jesus in one of the temptations up on a high place and showed him all the kingdoms of this world and said, if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give you these things. So he is the God of this world at this present time. But Jesus has already defeated him on the cross and his resurrection. Jesus now holds the keys of hell and death and he took them from the devil. The Bible says, before he ascended, he descended and he went into the lower parts of the earth and there he preached to the captives, those Old Testament saints that were waiting for Christ to come. 
and deliver them. And then he led captivity captive and led that whole host of people out of the place of paradise into the third heaven. Praise God. Keys are symbolic of the authority that is represented in us and in Christ. We now have authority over the devil as believers. Isn't that good news? Some people fear the devil as believers. As a Christian, you don't have to because you've been given the authority over him. Praise God. We have power over all the power of the enemy and authority over his power. You say, hey, pastor, is the devil real? Are demons real? Absolutely. You know, they're invisible spirits. They're fallen angels, uh, but they exist and they're bent on performing evil things and uh, coming against mankind and bringing about bondage and addiction into people's lives. I've actually cast out demons and um, sometimes they go quietly and there's not much of a sound or anything. But one time we were in a church and a guy was in the front row and he fell out of his chair and he started to slither like a snake under another chair. And first I just instinctively ran up to the guy and the pastor was with me and we began to cast that demon out. And after a little while, the guy rolled over, kind of smiled, laughed, and he was delivered. This is a real world we're fighting. It's an invisible world, but it's real, guys. And there are demons and there are angels. <laughs> but there's more angels than there are demons. Yeah, Praise God. Yes, hallelujah. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. The word of God teaches us that these evil spirits are fallen angels, as I mentioned, who have been dethroned by the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Our contact with these demons should be with the knowledge that Jesus defeated them and spoiled them and brought them to nothing. You know, the demons during Jesus' earthly ministry feared uh, the Lord Jesus. And they were afraid of him because he knew he was going to cast them out. And they would beg, please don't do it. And the Lord would cast them out. So uh, the power and the authority was there in Christ, and that authority is in us now. Colossians 2.14, please. Yes. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Amen. That handwriting was uh, the, the uh, kind of the, the, the deed that showed all the things that you've done wrong yeah. and was condemning us. And Christ removed that handwriting and blotted it out just as though it never existed. So your sins have been removed forever, and God does not remember them anymore. I will remember your sins no more. They are buried in the depths of the sea. Praise God, hallelujah. And so in Christ we're forgiven and our sins have been removed, hallelujah. The analogy of Christ's victory over the devil would be that of a Roman general parading through the streets of Rome in a chariot, celebrating a victory march, wearing a laurel wreath, with his captives behind him in chains and uh, stripped naked and they were bound with chains in their nose and, uh, and he would drag them through the streets and people would cheer and rejoice as this Roman general had defeated their captives. Christ came to victory likewise over the devil. Amen, praise God. We are still though in a spiritual battle with the enemy and the foe of our soul. So we still fight in a spiritual battle. The good news is we have the victory over these demonic entities and the devil himself. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will will flee flee from from you. you. Praise God. You know, I had a pastor once give me a word. He said, the devil's afraid of you. 
because he knows how strong the power of God is inside you. See, we don't understand the spiritual realm sometimes, but the devil understands it, and he can see the anointed people of God and uh, the power that exists in their life coming from God himself. Praise God. Now, Satan has three purposes. What are they? To steal, kill, kill and and destroy. destroy. That's his purpose in this life. He uses sickness, sin, demonic bondage, and death to oppress humanity. Let's look at John 10.10. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that they might have life and they might have it to the fullest extent. Amen. So here we see the contrast. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes that we might have life and then we might have it to the fullest extent. Life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Spiritual life. Satan has a legal right to dwell on the earth and be the God of this world for all those who are lost and in Adam. See, today you're either in in Adam or you're in Christ. It's one or the other. Mm -hmm. And if you're in Adam, you're lost. If you're in Christ, you're saved. Amen? Praise God. And you're in the family of God. And I'm, we're going to give you an, uh, an opportunity at the end of this broadcast to receive Christ today, to be in Christ. Mm-hmm. Step out of Adam and into Christ. Amen? Amen? Jesus is the second Adam or the last Adam. Adam lost his authority in the garden to rule and reign and have dominion. And the devil usurped that authority and gained control over the earth. However, in Jesus Christ, the Lord gained back the victory and rulership of the earth through his death, burial, and resurrection. Praise God. All those who are in Christ have authority over the enemy of our souls. And we're to use that delegated authority against the enemy, right? We are in Christ, and therefore we are not subject to the power of darkness like the world. We are new creations in Christ. We are new creations in Christ. Old things have passed away, and all things are brand new. Let's look at Colossians 1.12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen. He's qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So he's taken us out of darkness when we come to Christ and placed us in the kingdom of light. And the light is stronger than the darkness because the light drives out the darkness. Praise God. And we have a couple comments. Sure. Um, Maggie says, Amen. Uh, he came so we might have life to the fullest extent. I know she loves that. And also Danny Williams, he says he's supporting an organization in Africa. So wow, praise God, Danny you. Williams. All right, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Um, no, but okay. hi, everyone else. Keep commenting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, praise God. Hey, Marilyn, are you on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to give you five spiritual truths concerning the authority you have in Christ. It might be good to write these down if you get a chance. We are to rule, number one, we are to rule and reign in this life. You've been called to rule and reign. Just like Adam ruled, but our rulership is much more powerful because we are in the spiritual realm. Let's look at Romans 5.17. Again, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. For if by the one man's offense... Wait, wait, stop. Who's that? Who's the one man's offense? Adam. Adam. Death reigned through the one. Right. Much more those who receive abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. All right. So we're called to reign in life through the gift of righteousness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number two, we are heavenly beings. Sometimes we don't see ourselves that way. We bear the image of the heavenly man, Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, Adam came forth from the dust and became a living soul. The Bible says God breathed the breath of life into him and he became a living soul. But all those who are in Christ are living spirits who have a soul we, and we dwell in a body. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 49. 
Okay. I might stop you along the way. Okay. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Amen. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterwards the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man, capital M, is the Lord from heaven. Amen. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust, and is the heavenly man, so also are those who are made heavenly. Praise God. And as if we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Yes. So we bear the image of Christ. Yeah. And we are being conformed in his very image. And so we are heavenly beings. We're in the spiritual realm. Amen. Praise God. And those that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. And uh, we are, in essence, spiritual beings. But we still have a soul, mind, will, and emotions. And we still dwell in a body. And one day we'll have a change in that body, as just as Jesus did, and we'll have a glorified body. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number three, we've been granted spiritual authority in the earth. Matthew 28, 18, these are the words of Christ. And Jesus spoke to them, came and spoke to them and said, all authority has been given to me in, on, in heaven and on earth. Amen. So that authority was given to Christ. He earned the right to gain that authority over the devil and to gain back the rulership of the earth. And then he has delegated that authority to his church so that we might go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospels and make disciples. Amen. Teaching them to observe all that Jesus taught. Praise God. Number four, we've been given the power to bind and loose. That's interesting. Let's look at Matthew 16, 19. And also we have a comment from our friend in India, Raj and Raj. Joseph in Africa. All right, Joseph. Great to see you. Um, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. So we bind the power of the enemy over people's lives. We have that authority. Yeah. And uh, remember the time Paul was being harassed by this little girl who was yeah. a, uh, she basically was a, a soothsayer, and a psychic. And... Um, she was telling the future through demonic power. And uh, she spoke up and said, these are the servants of the Most High God. Now, that is the truth. Paul was a servant of the Most High God. But uh, she was harassing Paul yeah. and bothering him. And after three days, he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I cast you out. <laughs> and the demon left. And the girl couldn't tell fortunes anymore. And they were making a lot of money off her. Yeah. And uh, they got very angry, right? <laughs> uh, and came ag come against Paul. Let's look at Matthew 18, 18 and 19. It's very similar. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Right. And we can loose the power of the Holy Spirit upon people. We can release the power of the Spirit upon people. And that brings healing and uh, deliverance and brings uh, protection and it brings blessing. Hallelujah. As we loose the power of the Holy Spirit. And it also uh, releases the presence of the Spirit to come upon people in the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Let's look at, did you read 19? Um, oh, no, yeah. but I already went over to Ephesians. Oh, what, what's that? Oh, I already went over to Ephesians. Well, Wait. can we go back? Because oh, yeah, that's yeah. an important scripture okay. here. Matthew 18, 19. Yeah. The power of agreement. As we agree together in prayer, hallelujah, God hears our prayers and performs the miraculous. Praise God. Again, I say to, the, to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they will ask, it will be done Amen. for them in my name. That's so great. Just find another believer and agree together. Yes. And Amen. believe God that God will hear your prayer and answer that prayer. Amen. <laughs> Number five, Satan is under our feet. Yeah. 
everybody say that. Satan is under my feet or under our feet. Praise God. Let's look at Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things in the church, which is his body and the fullness of him who fills all in all. Well, you say, Pastor, now wait a minute. They, it's all under Jesus' feet. But guess what? We are the body of Christ. Okay. Yes. And I don't care if, if you are the little bunion on the bottom of the little toe, you still have Satan under your feet. Amen. Amen. And, um, and so uh, we have that authority. In Jesus' name. Yes. Now let's look at 2.6. Okay. Ephesians 2.6. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So he's raised us up. When yeah. you come to Christ, he raises you up to sit in the heavenly places. And he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in those heavenly places. Amen. Amen. So sickness, sin, and death are under our feet. Yes. Amen. But a lot of believers don't take the authority that they have over sickness and sin and death. And um, and they're not utilizing that authority. You must exercise that given authority and believe in faith that God will perform his promises in your life. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's the, the, the rule of faith, the law of faith, if you will. Yeah, we see a lot of um, people posting on Facebook saying, you know, I'm sick or a family member is sick. Can you pray for them? But Maybe it's um, more realization that you need to agree together in prayer and break, um, you know, the power of yep. that sickness. Confess healing. Confess yeah. healing over your life. Even if you are sick, confess healing. For we walk Amen. by faith not and not by, by sight. Faith. Right? I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by what I believe. Praise God. Amen. Well, praise God. Let's rule and reign over the enemy of our souls and set the captives free and bring them to faith in Jesus Christ. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank you and praise you for the fact that the, the devil's been defeated, Lord, in our lives and in the church. And Lord, we pray now for those that have never received Jesus Christ. You've never been born again. This is your opportunity to receive Christ. If that's you and you hear the Spirit calling you, pray this prayer and Christ will come into your life. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I turn from them. I repent from them and I turn to you, Lord. I love you. I worship you. You are my Savior, my coming King. I'll follow you and I'll live for you the rest of my life. In your precious name I pray. And for you believers, you've slipped away from the Lord. You're not near to Him anymore. You're not walking with Christ. This is your opportunity to come back. The Lord will receive you readily if you'll just pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I've slipped away. I'm not close. I want to come back. I want to be near to you. I want you to be close to me. I want you to be once again my best friend. I ask you now to come close to me as I draw near to you through faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We've got the victory. Amen. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Anything else to say? <laughs> uh, no. We just um, love you all and just keep sending us messages. It's great to hear from you and keep joining us and sharing with your friends. Amen. Hey, guys. Why would you walk beneath when you can walk above? Amen. <laughs> Keep walking in the clouds and the victory that's been given to you in Christ. You are an overcomer in this life. Yeah. I'll see you this week for my mini broadcast. Blessings to you. Thank you for listening to Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. You can watch us live on our broadcast every Sunday at 1030 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is LN Lighthouse. Blessings and stay tuned for next week.